Hey there, it's the head blurred in charge, Ty, and I want to give a shout out to Anchor. Anchor is a really great website and app that you can use to film your podcast, and it's totally free. And not only that, they give you sounds and other tools that you can use to distribute your podcast on an array of platforms. My favorite is Spotify. But anyway, if you want to start a podcast, start with Anchor. And see you in the show. Today's episode is dedicated to Lanisha Lala Johnson, a beautiful young woman out of Buffalo, New York, whose life was recently cut short due to domestic violence. If you or anyone you know is struggling with domestic violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline for support and resources and advice at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected one, a person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And as Muslims, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us to respect our women and to protect our women. And the only time a Muslim really gets real violent is when someone goes to molest his woman. We will kill you for our woman. I'm I'm making it plain, yes. We will kill you for our woman. We believe that if the white man will do whatever is necessary to see that his woman gets respect and protection, then you and I will never be recognized as men until we stand up like men and place the same penalty over the head of anyone who puts his filthy hands out to put in the direction of our women. Rakia Boyd, Ayanna Stanley Jones, Miriam Carey, Sandra Bland, Corinne Gaines, Atiana Jefferson, Brianna Taylor, Micaiah Bryant. These are just a few of the black women and girls who lost their lives at the hands of law enforcement. Yes, yes, y'all. Shout out to my blurds. But today's episode, I'm shouting out to my girls and to my women to my non-binary femmes, to my trans girls and women, and wherever you fall in between. We got to talk about this. We got to talk about how young black women and girls are not protected. I know last week's episode was a little heavy because I talked about gaslighting and how people like to deny the black nerds experience and how they treat us and You know, things happen and I couldn't just not address this. I look at Micaiah Bryant. This is a young, this was a young 16 year old black girl who was in foster care. 
So she was already involved in the system. This is a young 16 year old black girl who was creative and liked to make TikToks where she styled her hair. This is a young black plus size girl who was just as cute as a button. And this was a young girl who found herself in a scary situation, tried to get help, and within seconds of arriving on the scene, was killed by law enforcement while she was in the midst of defending herself against two grown women who came to her home for the purposes of attacking her. Let that all sink in because what's been disheartening other than the fact that Micaiah lost her life and was killed. And there's a whole nother layer of that. But I find it disheartening to, to hear and see black people and specifically black women justifying this young woman's death. And it just goes to show how this system of white supremacy is so ingrained in us to even call something like that justified. Y'all may not agree and that's okay. You can go to another podcast, but I said what I said. That baby girl should still be with us. She should be finishing up school. She should get ready to move on to her next journey. She needed to be protected and she wasn't. You know, and that's the running theme, unfortunately. Black girls and black women are just not protected. Like... I'm just going to say it because it's true. As a black woman who used to be a black girl who lives in America, because I can't speak for any other country because this is the country I live in. I can tell you we're not protected. I can name specific instances where I wasn't protected. And I don't understand fully why that is. A part of it is patriarchy. Okay, maybe I can understand to a degree where it comes from. Because Black women, Black girls, we live at this intersectionality between the patriarchy, which is a system in and of itself, and whiteness and white supremacy, which is a whole nother system in and of itself. on the topic specifically of Blue Ivy. You know, black children are often just not given the opportunity to be seen as children. You know, we've seen that in really like very deleterious ways with, you know, people like Mike Brown and Tamir Rice. But it still echoes in this scenario where we look at Blue Ivy and for somebody to be talking about this baby like this, like it's bad enough that you're hating on grown women like this. But when you're talking like a child to a child mm -hmm. like this, it really speaks to the fact that you're not even looking at this young woman. She's not even a young woman. She's a baby. Like yeah, she's yeah. You're looking at this baby like she is on your same 
level and that is scary to me because that means you don't even feel the need that you need to protect her and we need to protect our babies especially black children in this nation we need to protect them i can get black women and when you see ari so upset like that what she what ari is really talking about is the fact that like black women continue to be presented on this chopping block and not protected by our men by each other etc and by community and we have such a strong community so this, this this touched me in a very this touched me in a very real way because it always ends up really at the core speaking to the nastiness and the cancer that really is growing within society of a willingness to speak this type of wickedness. So as I was saying, black women and black girls live at the intersectionality between the patriarchy and white supremacy. See, white women, they feel the heat of the patriarchy, but they're white, so they benefit from whiteness. Black men feel the heat of racism, but they're men, so they have the patriarchy on their side. And then you have black women. And God forbid you have other intersectionalities, because it's one thing to be a black woman, but then to be a fat black woman to be a dark-skinned black woman, to be a queer black woman, then you have a whole nother subset of people against you. And no one to defend us. Which is why we have become more outspoken. Uh, you know, I was on TikTok earlier and a woman was, I came across a video where a woman was in a restaurant and another patron of the restaurant who was a white woman came up to this woman and began touching her locks. The woman, rightfully so, defended herself against this woman and the manager asked her to leave the restaurant, citing that he wanted her to leave because she was being aggressive. I'm sorry. What is the right recourse of action when someone invades your personal space? When someone doesn't respect your boundaries? In the age of COVID, in the middle of a panini, this white woman felt it was her right and... It was her curiosity and whatever else you want to call it that justified her in touching this other woman's hair. Now, I have locks, too. And um, homegirl would have drew back a nub. And it's it just goes to show that black women, we out here. This woman was defending herself and she's being told she's aggressive. She's being asked to leave the restaurant. What sense does that make? You know, I was recently going through some things at work. And I'm the only black woman on my team. I'm currently the only black person. And I had been experiencing some things, you know, some racial undertones, some prejudice, some microaggressions. 
And I was being told that I needed to meet my coworkers at their level, that I needed to be getting along with them. But they were the ones that were causing me harm. They were the ones that were making me uncomfortable at work. They were the ones going behind my back to the other black coworker at the time to figure out what my problem was. Yet I have to give them grace. I just don't understand why black women are always required to discomfort ourselves in order to come to the aid of the ones who are causing us harm. It's just, it's really such an interesting dynamic. The thing about black women is we are multifaceted. We are beautiful. Oh my God. What we can do with our hair alone is beautiful. <laughs> you know how much creativity and time and talent it takes to do your hair as a black woman? To dress, to put your eyelashes on, to get to do your nails, to get your nails done a certain way. But then when we do it, it's called ghetto. But when the Kardashians do it, it's called edgy. It's called innovative. But that's a whole nother conversation. Spent a lot of time trying to silence black anger, especially when it's justified. And it's really time that we stop being upset about the anger people feel about being wronged and spend more time focusing on ending the things that are harming people. For those who don't know, the jury in the Derek Chauvin trial got the case today. Representative Maxine Waters said that anything less than a guilty verdict was an injustice and that black people really should start being more confrontational. And of course, people took this as some rally for violence and people are actively trying to silence her. And this happens on smaller individual levels too. In fact, almost any time a black person expresses some type of grievance or anger, the response is to either get over it or that they're tired of hearing about it. When realistically, if black people spoke up every time we were wronged, we would never stop talking, which means we only speak out as it stands when something is truly wrong. If people were truly tired of hearing our voices and our rage, we'd put more energy into righting these wrongs and less energy into tone policing. But it's not about right and wrong. It's about using silence to uphold the status quo. I don't know what the solution is, y'all. I really don't. But I want black women to keep on living. I want us to keep on being outspoken. Even when they try to label us the angry black woman. Be outspoken anyway. I want us to wear our long nails and our lashes and feel cute. Even if they call it ghetto. Do it anyway. I want us to be excited about Star Wars and Marvel and comic books. And they can call it nerdy. But do it anyway. I want us to be excited about math. I want us to be excited about being alternative. I want us to be excited about piercings and tattoos. 
and people may call it strange, be strange anyway. I want us to be excited about our doll collection. And I want us to be excited about going to Michael's on a Sunday afternoon to get arts and crafts. <laughs> I want us to be excited about reading our tarot cards. I want us to be excited about loving God. I want us to be excited about being mothers. I want us to be excited about eating ice cream. I want us to be excited about two-piece bikinis, even when we have a belly. People may look, let them look. I want us to be excited about sunshine. I want us to be excited about relationships. I want us to cry when we need to cry. Vent to our therapist when we need to vent to our therapist. I want us to smoke our ganja when we need to chill out. More than anything, my black women and my black girls, I just want us to live and love and be protected. You know, it's unfortunate because I, I've heard the quote, you know, we love our boys, but we raise our girls. And it's so true. When I was a foster parent, I fostered two beautiful children. And I thought because the girl was older, okay, well, no, I'm putting different responsibilities on her because she's older. But I realized even in myself, there were times I put more expectations on her because she was the girl. And unfortunately, that's something that's passed down where we're supposed to be the responsible ones. But not only are we responsible for getting things done, we're responsible for people's feelings. We're responsible for controlling our tone. We're responsible for controlling our facial expressions. Black girl, be you. Be you. If you still wanna wear pigtails until you're 12 years old and watch My Little Pony, be you. That's fine. I just want us to live and continue being who we are, who we were called to be. People gon' talk. People gon' have a problem with it. But guess what, Black girl? Guess what, Black woman? Guess what, Black non-binary femme? Guess what, my, my Black trans sis? I love y'all. Somebody loves you, babe. Continue to be yourself in the face of all the people that don't want you to be you. Black women are the highest rate of educated people. Like that doctor said on that Zoom call, her credentials is doctor, you will call her as such. Hmm. And so I hope that my presence on your screens and in magazines may lead you, young girl, on a similar journey. 
that you will feel the validation of your external beauty, but also get to the deeper business of being beautiful inside. That, there is no shade in that beauty. Thank you. All right, y'all. So I'm going to wrap up, but I couldn't wrap up without acknowledging that 19 years ago today, we lost a force. We lost a creative. We lost a beautiful, spiritual, outspoken, bright young woman. Lisa left I Lopez. So my formative years were heavily impacted by TLC's presence in my life through their music, through their videos, through their diverse personalities. You know, you had T-Boz, who really was cool. She was very chill. She had that raspy voice. You had Chili, who was just very sultry and very sexy with the wavy hair and the, the baby hairs. And then you had Left Eye. She was the wild, crazy one. The thing I loved about Left Eye is that she just really was herself. And I'm sure she dealt with her own, you know, demons and her own insecurities and everything else like most of us do. But she always was herself. Unapologetically herself. Through her relationships, her setting the house on fire, her redemption, her raps, her spiritual journey, her intuitiveness, her compassion. She just was her. And we lost her far too soon. So, black girl, black woman, I love you. I will see you in the next episode. And I'm going to end this with our dear left eye. Catch you later.